Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a two-stripe blue belt full of curiosity and questions about jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, Brazilian jujitsu black belt, obsessed with jujitsu. This episode is a follow-up to our last episode, which was, do you owe your coach? We're flipping it around this time, friends. Does your coach owe you? What are your thoughts on that, coach? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot of different questions here, right? Like, what yeah. are we talking about? This came up in my mastermind. So I run a mastermind with other jujitsu school owners um, where we talk about all kinds of different questions and problems and everything within the school. So if you're a business owner and you'd like that, contact me. I'll hook you up. But, you know, one of the coaches was asking, like, how do... I figure out, you know, like what tournaments we go to, what tournaments we coach at, blah, blah, blah. So like as the coach, do you owe the students to coach them for everything they do? And my answer was no. So for us, we choose the tournaments that we are going to and supporting. Okay. Mm -hmm. A good example of that is the month of June. So this past month, um, there were three tournaments one on the 10th, one the 17th and 18th, and one the 24th. <laughs> so it was a lot of tournaments um, throughout the time. And the 10th, we were booked. So I was like, if you go do that tournament, you're basically on your own. Like, we will not be available. And for the other two, I wanted the adults to compete at one because it was a federation tournament, so kids couldn't compete. Mm -hmm. And then let's take all the kids to the local tournament. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, this is what we'll be at. This is what we want you to compete at. So we did have a guy register for the 10th and we we're like, just a reminder, we won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that tournament ended up getting canceled because they didn't have enough registrations. Mm. But, and then we do, or we did have adults uh, register for the Fuji, which we were going to do just kits for. Mm -hmm. Things kind of changed for me anyway, because I had to have surgery. So I had to miss the Fuji anyway, but had I been able to, be there. The question is, do I owe the adults staying to coach them when I said kids only for Fuji? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are no, because you said kids only exactly. at Fuji. And if I wanted to go, then I would be on my own. Yeah. Chances are good. I would probably know somebody since it's a local tournament. So right. I could probably get someone to coach me. Yeah. But yeah, I would just, ideally, if I was competing at all, I would have gone and done the Federation one. Right. that's where you were going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of set that precedent, precedent ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who I am as a person is if I'm available, I'm going to still try to go. Right. right. Like I'm going to yeah. still try. I was already there for the kids. or I wasn't because I had surgery. But, you know, in theory, I would have already been there for the kids. You know, like maybe I'm staying for the adults, too, because mm -hmm. I don't like to miss it. I have such right. FOMO. I want to be there when you compete. <laughs> I want to help cheer you on and coach you. Like, that's who I am. I hate missing it. Um, but, you know, like I think students in general have to realize that the coach has a life outside of jujitsu mm -hmm. or outside of the gym yeah. <laughs> and they can't always be there. And, you know, even more than that, specifically, we would have already been at the tournament. We could have stayed, but if it weren't for my surgery, <laughs> but you know, like ones that are like, Hey, I took a super fight in Cincinnati on a Sunday night, you know, like, yeah. Can you come coach me? Maybe, 
you should talk to your coach before you take the super fight. <laughs> Sounds like a solid plan. <laughs> solid plan. Because one, your coach is going to tell you whether or not that's a good organization. Mm-hmm. Because some places you don't want to fight for. Yeah. Okay. They're going to tell you uh, whether you're ready for a super fight mm-hmm. or whatever competition you're doing. Yeah. And whether or not they would be available so that you would know whether they were available before you made the decision to compete or not. I feel like that would be an important thing to know. If I wanted you there, I would make sure you could be there. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah, don't don't expect me to be there Mm -hmm. without talking to me before you register. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. But, you know, in general, for me personally, if you're going to go compete somewhere, I'm going to try to find you a coach to come help but you can't expect that. Like mm-hmm. the, the coaches don't owe you that. We tell you what ones we're going to be at and what ones we're going to be available to coach at. If you go outside of that, you should talk to your coach first. I mean, you know, like you can go, you can register to compete anywhere you want, but if you want your coach there, it should be a comp or a conversation ahead of time. That makes sense. Yeah. I think another thing is, does your coach owe you rounds? Do they owe you rolling with you? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. I don't think they do. Yeah. At least for, I mean, but I also get rounds with you. So I don't, I I don't feel like that's something I'm missing. If I never got around with you, I might be like, why doesn't she want to roll with me? Yeah. What's wrong with me? me? It's totally about me. Um, (laughs) And I really, I go both ways on this a lot. Some people go both ways. Okay. An example is I have a friend that runs a gym and she had gone under this affiliation that like not too far from her kind of thing. Um, and after they were under that affiliation, she found out that the coach does not roll with women. Oh, so as the woman running a gym, I, you know, like how hard is it that you're coach would never roll with you, Mm -hmm. never help you in that way. You know, like, I don't know. So I would have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I struggle with that. I hate that. I think I would have a problem with it. And then, you know, like you kind of switch to the reverse role where I am the woman running the gym and I, you know, I pretty much roll with anybody. However, you know, like we had a really strong wrestler dude come in fairly recently. And it was like, I'm going to need to have my mind right. If Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll with him, (laughs) I'm going to need, you know, you know, if he's being really rough, another great example, I had to walk away from a round uh, a few weeks ago. I made a TikTok about it. So you can watch it. Uh, One of the rare TikToks I've actually made, (laughs) but this guy was being too rough. Like Mm -hmm. he elbowed me in the back of the head. He kneed me in the head multiple times. And then he punched me square in the jaw. So I walked away in the middle of the round. Do I owe that man rounds in the future? I'm going to say no. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's, it's just a struggle. I, as a coach, cannot imagine myself never rolling with that guy again. Right. But I also know that if I go to roll with him and he clocks me again, I'm going to mm-hmm. be mad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, you know, does the coach owe the student rounds? I don't know. We're getting to the big questions today. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's tough. Yeah, I think that kind of just depends on 
the situation. I think so too. Yeah. Because I, I really feel like, I think, I think my problem with the original thing is that it's hard because he's just like, I don't roll with women. And I want to advocate for, you can say no to anyone mm-hmm. always. I want to, you know, but it's hard when you knock out an entire group of people mm-hmm. as a leader. Yeah. You know, like if I said I never roll with men, I think that that would be a struggle for our men here. I think that overall they would not appreciate that. I agree. And I think it would be harder for them to improve if they never had the opportunity to roll with the highest ring person here. Right. Well, and then the precedent that that would set for the rest of us too. Yeah, yeah. That would not be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if you saw that I was never rolling with any of the men, you might be like, okay, do I not roll with the men either? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, it's it's tough. But I think, you know, I'm also agree that you should protect yourself. So, you know, if you have somebody that's hurting you or always going 100% when you say, hey, let's go 25, yeah. then you have to respect yourself too. So do you feel like the coach owes rolling with the higher ranked belts that are there before rolling with the white belts? Like that they should, they should roll with higher ranks more than the white belts. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that it just depends on where the coach is in that moment. You know, Mm -hmm. like if the coach is preparing for a tournament, probably they're rolling more with the higher ranks. Yeah. Um, But as far as just like learning, I think it's important for the coach to do a variety. You know, like I should not roll with the same five people every single night. Mm -hmm. I should roll with various people so that at some point in time, everyone's had a round with me within, you know, a month or something. Yeah. So that's my personal thing. I don't think I owe my high ranks any more than I owe my white and blue belts. Makes sense. Yeah. Everybody deserves to you know, get smashed by me. No. <laughs> yeah. Everybody deserves my pressure. <laughs> it's a real treat, friends. <laughs> if you're uh, coming to camp. Oh, or- I'd be so nice. Don't scare them. <laughs> so yeah, if you are coming to role model grappling camp, or if you're thinking about maybe going to Costa Rica, or if AJ's doing a seminar in your neighborhood, I mean, you want to go get smashed by that pressure. It's one of the great <laughs> joys in my life. I feel like everyone so nice. should experience that. I'll be so nice. Don't be afraid of me. I promise. I'm always so nice to everyone that's not my student. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, she'll smash you with the smile on her face. If it's Christmas time, she'll sing you a Christmas carol while she's smashing you. And it just makes it that much more enjoyable. Exactly. And if not, I'm probably singing like Taylor Swift or Britney Spears. Exactly. Or, There's yeah. always something. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Does a coach ever owe a student a promotion? No, absolutely not. I say no, absolutely not. But, you know, like, at the same time, there are definitely times where I'm like, how on earth has that person not been promoted? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm not your coach. I, you know, you can be a four-stripe white belt for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not your coach. I can't promote you. But also, I'm like, how on earth has that coach not promoted you yet? But I don't know. I don't know why that coach has it. I don't know what they're seeing in their gym. You know, like I might see different things from that person than the coach does, what their expectations are, whatever. But 
no one is necessarily entitled to mm -hmm. a promotion. You know, obviously I want the coach to be paying attention to everybody and promote people, you know, appropriately, but no one's entitled to that. You're not entitled to your next belt or your next stripe. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work for it. I wanted to sing Britney Spears, but that song's not appropriate. And you have, have to use the bleep button. <laughs> oh, that just made my heart very happy, though. <laughs> I'll change it to Jen. I'll be like, now get to work, Jen. <laughs> That works. That's going to be in my head now every time I hit the mat. <laughs> I maybe have had too much caffeine today. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're not entitled to a promotion. If you feel like, why on earth haven't I been promoted yet? You know, maybe we talked about it eight months ago and I acted like you were on the path mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have all the stripes leading up to that. Like, you know, just having a conversation with your coach. It's like, what are you looking for? What would you like to see me um, do to improve? And maybe that conversation just opens up so that maybe they just kind of, it slipped their mind, you uh -huh. know, like that's possible. I don't like it, but it's possible. Sure. <laughs> Especially in a big gym, you know, like maybe yeah. people get lost in the shuffle a little bit, but yeah, just talking to your coach and having that conversation. Sounds like a solid game plan. <laughs> what about, uh, after hours, like, does your coach owe you after hours? So um, whether that's messaging on platforms or, you know, texting, you know, or um, staying after class and asking questions, does your coach owe you that time outside of class times? That would be no. As a business owner, <laughs> that would be no. Like you have hours of business, you have set class schedules. I agree. I, I agree. I don't think they owe you. And I think it goes back to that entitlement mm -hmm. um, thing. Um, so if you feel entitled to my time um, and expect me to immediately reply or immediately answer your questions or whatever, I don't like that. But if you are gracious, you know, like if you're mm -hmm. a kind person and you're like, hey, can I ask you a question? I, I, questions are my favorite part of my job. <laughs> please ask me questions. Please DM me. Please, you know, ask me after class, whatever. Um, I love that stuff. But if, you know, if during class I'm like, hey guys, I got to take off right at the end mm -hmm. of class because I've got an appointment um, and somebody would be mad about that because they had a question they wanted to ask me after class, that's not cool. Luckily, that's not the environment we have. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think the overall answer is no, the coach does not owe you their time outside of mat time. But if you are a kind, gracious person, and so is your coach, then, you know, probably that door is open. Yeah. Or hire them for a private yes. and pay for that time. Absolutely. I mean, if you really value it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be, a, you know, you can kind of keep notes leading up to it and, um, know what you want to work on. It can be to work on your game plan. You know, like there's all kinds of different types of private lessons. I've definitely done private lessons where we really didn't even do much jujitsu. Mm -hmm. We just sat and like drew out a game plan and talked about every bit of it. And like, you know, we might mark some stuff, but in general, we're not like fully doing jujitsu. And yeah. that's still a very, very valuable private lesson. Oh, yeah. 
All right, friends, that is going to do it for this episode of Beauty and the Ghee. We want to hear from you. So we're hanging out on Instagram at Beauty and the Ghee Podcast. You can also find me there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go, except TikTok where I'm role model. And I'm looking so forward to seeing a lot of you this weekend at camp. It's going to be fun. So excited. And we have a YouTube channel. And my goal is to get us to 1,000 subscribers on that YouTube channel. So there's a link to that in the show notes. If you would go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, we have got more video content coming your way in the very near future. Excellent. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on the mat. Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling.